contagious relation. Number four, rapid mobilization. This is for the guys, you know. Forget the relationship stuff, we are going to rapidly deploy. (laughs) This is an Arnie Schwarzenegger sort of thing. He sees the crowd, he's got compassion, sheep without a shepherd. So he turns to him and says, guys, we have to work harder now. You know, he says, we've got to to pray. It's got to begin with God, but God has to raise up workers. I pray this prayer every day of my life. I lead a mission agency, and um, every day I'm praying, God, please, please, give me people. Give me workers. Send them out. You know, maybe you could, no. (laughs) Uh, this This is the key. And uh, movements grow because there's, there are the contagious relationships, but people are empowered to do them. And this is a great gift of the, the founding charisma of the Protestant Reformation. Is, you know, everybody is empowered to uh, do the ministry. There's no clergy class. In fact, uh, the Anabaptists are sort of like the radical Protestants that said of them that it's not that they abolished the clergy, they just abolished the laity. Everybody's ordained for ministry from day one. Um, so, how did Jesus mobilize and equip? Tell me. How did he mobilize workers? How did he train Would he be here today? We'd probably be in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> We sent on internships. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. This is like the retreat from the front line. So he would be here today. Okay, that's all right, we can stay. So he's on the front line, isn't he? Let's go and do some stuff. Isn't that refreshing? I mean, I, I'm an old YOM from the 70s. And the thing that blew me away is here we are in Amsterdam, and we're going to go out and meet some people, get to know them, share our journey, listen to them, share our faith, and we did stuff. And people came to faith and they'd come into, we lived on the ark in those days and they into a discipleship community and often they'd bring their friends and, and we actually did stuff. And, uh, but I'd grown up in the church and you don't do stuff. You don't actually go out into the world and find out where people are at and be the life of Jesus to them. And this is Jesus' sort of training strategy. We're going to do stuff. I'm going to do stuff. Then we're going to do stuff, and then you're going to do stuff, and then I'm gone. <laughs> it really wasn't complicated. Do you know, if we have to have, I've, I've got degrees, okay? I love studying. It's sort of, if you haven't picked that up, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm addicted. I mean, I've got a 500-page history of the Jesuits that I just, when can I get to read that? But if the world's going to be won by people with a Western university education, like that, we've just ruled out about 99.9% of the world's population from doing ministry. I mean, this has got to be a great tragedy. Wherever you have a dynamic movement, they are led by lay people. Like, oh, but all the movements are led by saints. And, well, they started out as lay people, as soldiers. You know, uh, Francis was a soldier, Ignatius was a soldier, Peter was a fisherman, Jesus was a carpenter, you know. Ordinary people. William Carey was a, a cobbler. Um, so, how did Jesus... Well, well let's skip on. You know how Jesus... He <laughs> did it by hands on. Okay? So let's go and do the same. What principles supported this strategy? Maybe you can talk about that over lunch. Case studies. How the West was won. It was won by the Methodists, who mostly they were single guys. U.S. West. U.S. West, yeah. They were single guys 
in their 20s, paid a pit starvation wages, they hopped on a horse and they did a circuit. Like they rode around and maybe they get to visit each uh, church or Methodist society about every six weeks or so. And uh, they were there to support the local leaders, to evangelize in that area, and then they moved on. And they, they earned virtually nothing. Most of them had to be single because they'd never see their families. And um, the Methodist movement went from 2% of the population in 1776 to 34% in 1850. We're not, America was not a church nation in those days. Rates of church attendance are higher now than they were then. It's like 17% or something of the population involved in the church. But it became a religion. Now, I'm not saying everything that's happened since then has been wonderful, but there's an incredible heritage in the U.S. And part of it were these unordained circuit riders. That, that's the Methodists. And they were ordinary people. The Episcopalians, Congregationalists, Presbyterians, they're back on the East Coast. Because this is where the guaranteed income is. And we have Greek and we have Hebrew six years of training. There's no way we're moving to the frontier. And even if we did, we'd be useless because no one can understand us. And when does the movement stop growing? When the circuit... That was a Dorothy Dixon. When the circuit riders got off the horses and began settled ministry in local churches and they started building theological colleges. Bless this college. I came to this college. That's when the movement began to plateau. The skids hit in the 60s for the Methodists, but the plateau began... Uh, in that generation after 1850. You can read about it in The Churching of America by Rodney Stark and Roger Fink. Fink and Stark. That's how the West... And by the way, the Baptists, they didn't have circuit riders, but their church leaders were farmers. So six days a week we worked the farm, on the seventh day I'm the pastor. And the Baptists and the Methodists won the West, transformed the history of the US. But it's happening today in Africa, it's happening wherever the Gospel is expanding exponentially. It's ordinary people who are... That doesn't mean you shouldn't be trained. Wesley was trained. I'm trained. Paul was trained. Roland Allen's insights. You're going to desperately want to read those before you go to bed tonight. He's a CMS missionary, and they're there for you. Out of his experience on the mission field, back in the 1920s, he came up with those points, and we still haven't caught up to Roland Allen. If you can find anything on... The net from Roland Allen on abe.com. Now he's written some great books that are not out of date. Book, Missionary Methods and Calls for Our Own. Very respecting sort of Anglican and radical at the same time. So that was, uh, what are we talking Rapid deployment. So how are you mobilizing others? How are you mobilizing others? If I asked you to pull out your diary today, okay? Could you show me the stuff you're doing with other people? Because you're just a couple of steps in front of them. Who do you take with you when you do ministry? Who do you hang out with? I mean, you've got to go do ministry anyway. Yes. So, how often in your diary does someone come with you? Who is it like Paul with Barnabas who's going to go beyond you in achieve, outward achievement? Who are the leaders that you're investing in? And what about the people who have come to faith? How do you help them see their world and see that God has gifted them? God's just like the woman at the well. So um, this has just got to be 
a core value for us. How you can think about how you could move to rapid mobilisation, but why don't you just start by mobilising? It <laughs> seemed good when I was running up the PowerPoint, but you know, let's just start somewhere. Why not faith? Commitment to a cause. Contagious relationship. Last point coming up now.